Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the wrap-up show. We are your Cinemechanics, Brett Mosier and Travis Santana. In this week, month, three-week period, whatever you want to call it, uh, we are wrapping up our um, Unconventional Educator trilogy, which comprised of My Octopus Teacher from 2020, The Faculty from 1998, and Election from 1999. So, Travis, I don't know if you want to start us off or not. Just overall, what did you think of of these three movies um, kind of paired together? Um, I'll go ahead and kind of remove my octopus teacher just for a moment because I didn't really realize it until you, you called it out, uh, the years that these movies were made. But uh, the faculty, 98, election, 99, Coming back to back, uh, I also think about, and maybe it's the the MTV, MTV Films branding of election, but mm-hmm. uh, I think of Varsity Blues, also late 90s. It really made me miss, uh, I guess, this era of movies. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm now too old to enjoy high school films, but like, oh, super bad. What's the iconic high school movie uh, for, for a younger generation. Does anything leap to mind to you? Because I, I really enjoyed uh, the faculty and election just because it, it felt like a real slice of uh, high school life. But uh, it feels like that's a bygone era. I don't know. What do you think? When, and so when you say high school, are we including kind of the, the coming of age genre? Is that essentially what you're saying when you say high school? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to take place in or around high school, but people of that age. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm honest, I don't. I know that there. What was the book smart came out not too many years ago, which was basically marketed as the female super bad, and that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Um, but outside of that, I can't think of anything really of coming of age story as of lately. Yeah, it just seems like I, I really enjoyed uh, you know those two movies in this trilogy because you know. They both take place in high school and then let's give some sort of extreme scenario on top of the high school life. But I think both of them still captured what it was like to be in high school in that era. It's just one movie's like, hey, let's make a satire on uh, election and and politics. And, you know, one's an alien invasion movie. But I I just really appreciated those two. And I I just miss those kind of movies Mm. uh, is what this made me realize. So I don't have specific dates here, but if I do a quick, Oh, there's a good one in here. A quick Google search of coming of age movies, 2010. Um, The ones that uh, I didn't see it, but lady bird is in there, which I I heard was very good. Boyhood, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Easy. A, um, Let's see. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It has mud in here. I didn't think mud was a coming-of-age story, so I'm going to take that one out and not give it that. Spider-Man Homecoming, which I guess I could see that kind of being in there. Um, But even then, I feel like that's more action movie than anything. Um, But the one in here that I I recognize the most and I actually did really enjoy was Dope. I don't know if you ever saw Dope. Uh, No, I'm not familiar Dope is good. Um, Dope was, I think, the first movie by Pharrell Williams, his production company, um, and it's it's a very good movie. It, it is definitely worth the watch. It's you know how we were. I was kind of joking about the film noir type version of of uh, Election. Dope kind of goes that way. It's it's almost like a 
it's a drug kind of crime movie set in high school. It's it's a much more optimistic and uplifting version of Brick. I'll say that. Okay, yeah, Brick is is what my mind jumped to. So mm. uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can kind of uh, see what that movie could be about. So uh, obviously, I, I kind of excluded my octopus teacher, but. Did you have any feelings about the trilogy as it as it fit together? So my my weird as it fit together, what I, I found I all three of these movies I thought did kind of a poor job of character development. Um, I think two of them were very close and and their piss poor execution of it. I felt my octopus teacher because even though it is a documentary, I would argue that it, there is still there is a narrative being told through this through this documentary and you know despite craig foster being a real person he is he is essentially a character um for the a love story between a man and an octopus um but both that and election i felt both of them like they got to the end of the movie and realized how are we going to end this what's the message what are we going to do here and they just kind of threw something together with election it was you know the feel good everybody kind of like grew up and and succeeded where they wanted to which meant you know everything was for naught because anything terrible or bad that they did in the movie election was basically you know erased by them starting their lives over or continuing whatever path they were down and my octopus teacher was kind of one of those where like it got to the end it's like okay it's at the end of this it's going to be about his connection with nature and now he is like he's a, a nature per, you know, preserver or something like that and that's and his his relationship with his son grew so much out of his relationship with the octopus and i'm like it felt very tacked on and then the faculty not nearly as egregious but my my beef with the faculty was it just felt like every character did a a 180 on who they were at the beginning of the movie and i don't know if all of those were deserved like some of them like elijah wood's character what was it casey i think like him yes. him you know defeating the monster and him like you know confronting that i feel like okay he could become more confident and you know popular uh, in, in that sense, but like every character just did a 180 and I don't know if all of them were deserved, like especially like Jordana Brewster's character, like she basically gets confronted with the the fact that, oh, you know, there's aliens and then becomes an alien and then her experience being an alien makes her appreciate Elijah Wood's character, which even at that point, as I'm saying it out loud, I don't know if it's true because she's still now with the popular kid again. So I don't know if her character even did develop now the more I talk about it out loud. So like that was my, my biggest thing. What I, I thought was interesting is all of these were essentially, you know, loosely about, you know, teaching and learning. And it seemed like nobody really learned anything. So... Uh, you know what? I, I didn't really think about that, but it's an excellent point. Uh, this trilogy is about teachers, education, but um, I mean, just the the way you phrased it, characters getting off easy. I think, yeah, all three movies, at least one or more characters, they don't suffer any consequences. And it, it's tough to fully appreciate any of the movies for that reason. I mean, Election, I think, is the most egregious example. I mean, Jim McAllister's uh, I, I don't know if we were hard enough on him in our review, but I mean, he's he's a piece of shit taking advantage of a student just like his uh, his friend. Uh, you know, her pussy gets so wet, <laughs> like just reprehensible people. And, and to your point, by the end of election, it's just kind of let's hit the reset button. Jim, I, I don't think as a person or a character is any less sad than he was as a teacher. Mm hmm. But he kind of just gets to 
uh, wipe the slate clean just like his friend did. Yes, he gets divorced and, uh, you know, has to work in a hardware store. But uh, the movie calls out he was lucky to avoid jail. And then in the faculty, literally every character, there's no consequence because by the end of the movie, we kill the queen. And, hey, let's hit the reset button. Everything's great. Uh, you know, like you said, characters can make a complete 180 and that's supposed to feel earned. But again, it was a consequence free movie at the end. And then Craig, I mean, this is a, a real life person. It, at least the movie does not deal with any of the consequences of his real life. You know, we talked about it in the review. What's what's his marriage like? Obviously, he's at least once divorced. It doesn't touch on any of that. It doesn't pretend like the real world consequences existed for him. So each movie, they skirt consequences. And it, it's weird because they are all about allegedly teaching. Mm -hmm. Especially like My Octopus Teacher. I, I think it's it's the one I was I bring it back to like Tiger King on Netflix. Like the fact that that was a documentary series. I think My Octopus Teacher, teacher could have been easily a documentary series or miniseries in the sense that like... The whole movie starts off in the, the frame of reference of why he has to go swim and finds the octopus is that he's basically burnt out. He's feeling the pressure of, of trying to make it or continue making it as a documentary filmmaker. And he's basically going through a midlife crisis. And even when we get to the end of My Octopus Teacher, none of that's addressed. Like Because at the end of the day, the documentary My Octopus Teacher is not his documentary. It's a documentary on him and his relationship with the octopus. So, again, I don't feel like there is any – the way that they frame it, there's no development at all, aside from the fact that he has more of an appreciation and understanding for nature. But to me, if he was able to take that and bring that back to his documentary filming, like not only that, but that's allowed me to to persevere and make better documentaries because I have a better understanding of the natural world and how it operates. Like, okay, then it's there's there was growth. There was a reason for this to happen. But instead, really, my octopus teacher is a movie about a man coping with a midlife crisis and the pressures of of trying to follow his dream. The faculty is. Uh, you know, kind of a, a an homage to to sci-fi horror and stuff like that, and it's essentially you know watching the 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 little guy the um you know make it. What am I trying to say? The uh, underdog, I guess you could say, basically make it and save the town and and earn their respect. And then election is supposed to be a battle of wits between two characters, but I never felt like it was necessarily a battle of wits, or that they even explained the battle of wits or the outcome of you know, essentially those two characters, Tracy and Jim, kind of sinking to new lows in order to, to achieve their ultimate goal. So, yeah, it, it is just very strange to me that, that all three of the movies, and I enjoyed all three of them. Like, I'm, well, as a, this criticism I have is because, again, it's always that it's just, it's a little bit more could have made all of these just fantastic movies. All of them were enjoyable experiences, and all of them I would watch again. In all honesty, my octopus teacher is the one I would probably watch would be on the bottom of that list for me, which we can transition into that to that segment. But um, that um, I just well, feel like that's I, the I, least rewatchable. I, I got the experience and I don't know if I would I would get anything out of watching that again. Well, speaking of transition and you kind of hit on on something that I think that we should bring up and, and maybe this is a little bit of character transport, but I. I I think you'll see what I mean. It's interesting. I think all three of these movies 
it's kind of sad to be a teacher. Like it's a it's a sad life. Indeed, I know it's cliche to say, "Hey, we don't appreciate teachers," but I don't think that we do. But in terms of talking about how a teacher might lead a sad existence, to me, all three movies you could have Craig Foster. You know, we know who he is for My Octopus Teacher, but you could easily have him play Jim McAllister. They're both sad men kind of having midlife crises or crises. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, in Jim McAllister's case or his colleague's case, his octopus was a 17-year-old student in Tracy Flick. Um, But also think about the faculty. Jon Stewart's character, kind of the weird... Uh, loner science teacher. I think there's a scene in the movie where he's desperately trying to hit on Selma Hayek as the the school nurse, and she's just basically he's invisible to her. Mm-hmm. I, I I think Jim McAllister is Craig Foster is John Stewart's character in the faculty. You could rotate all three in each of the movie and each of the movies, and it's it's the same guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, and even to go with the, the full educator, like, I like the, where you're going with that, is like the octopus, the, all of the faculty, and the faculty, and even Jim, they're all expendable. Like, they're all expendable to whoever is being educated or supposedly learning, you know, in this in this event. Because even at the end of the, the, the faculty, there's one teacher we're pretty sure just died. Like, John Stewart's character, like, it's never addressed if he comes back from, from being... Um, hit with the with the cocaine mix the caffeine mix so it's like all the the teachers seem very expendable in all of these movies about teachers yeah, no 100 percent. there i mean in, in some cases they're they're cannon fodder in some cases like tracy flick points out it's it's sad you know all these students that he's educating that are going to go on to lead these great lives which i mean quote unquote tracy does i mean she's in politics in some form in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, Jim McAllister is just teaching the same lesson over and over again, year after year. Uh, so, yeah, he, his existence does not matter. It's, it's all about the students and in the faculty. Yeah, the, the teachers, the faculty, they're, they're cannon fodder and, and, you know, get chopped up with fucking paper cutters <laughs> and ink pens and all manner of school supplies as, but as long as they're able to reassemble before the queen is killed they they can survive just gotta wear a scarf sometimes just wear a scarf you know, you know? listen I, that's a gnarly scar as far as i'm concerned you let you, so, if, if someone asks about that scar where you it's a complete ring around your neck like that's a that's a question i need an answer to right <laughs> well i mean do you, do you go joker and dark knight and you just have a different story every time oh absolutely <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I know I mentioned that, uh, you know, this teacher, the science teacher, John Stewart, Jim McAllister, uh, Craig Foster, certain type of weak, weak person. Uh, but are there any other character transports, anybody you would move from one movie to another in this trilogy? Let's see. If I was to move one character for entertainment purposes, I think I would move Tammy into the faculty. Interesting. Okay, can elaborate. Um, because I feel like we talked about this. The faculty needed some kind of anti-establishment punk character, um, and they kind of played around with like the goth chick, 
um, who might be like who everyone accuses of being a lesbian because maybe she's slightly more masculine than like Jor- Jordana Brewster's character. And Josh Hartnett character was also, I think, supposed to be like anti-establishment where he was super smart, but he didn't care about grades and stuff like that. But even to that, I felt was a little lazy. I like Tammy was like to, from from election is like full on punk, like fuck the establishment, like none of this matters. And I think she is the missing piece of that ensemble that I want to see, like the full on punk. And only that, like you could even kind of use her to. God, I can't remember the the goth chicks character and, and faculty but you could use that to kind of actually address stokely. stokely you know stokely like if is she a lesbian is she not a lesbian type thing or like does she have those kinds of feelings because you know tammy does i still love tammy's classic line from election she goes i'm not a lesbian or anything i'm attracted to the person all those people just so happen to be women and i'm just like i that line did make me laugh from election but um i would love to have seen tammy's character in the way she's portrayed uh, going through the, the halls of, of the faculty. I think she would have been a fun addition. You know, what's uh, extremely interesting is I made the same decision. I'm going to transport a character from election into faculty, Ooh. but it's Tracy Flick. Okay, go uh, on. Well, number one, I, I want to touch on yours just a little bit more because I think it's interesting the premise of having Tammy transported into the faculty because she's basically playing what Stokely is trying to be. Yes, I agree. But a, a much more authentic version of Stokely. So it would be interesting to see those characters bounce off one another. And I agree. And the reason I like that is because Stokely is the person who got picked on in school because – she was slightly different and therefore everyone just called her a lesbian. Whereas I feel like Tammy actually like is a lesbian. Um, ev- is a lesbian also, but she kind of goes unnoticed because she's the sister of Paul. Right. So she doesn't necessarily deal with the social stigma because she is connected to Paul. So it's almost, she's a, a, a more natural rebel. Like it, mm-hmm. it feels more true to her character because Otherwise, there's no reason for her to be this way other than she wants to get out of the shadow of Paul or this is just who she truly is. Whereas I feel like Stokely was pigeonholed into something maybe that she's not actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it goes back into that whole breakfast club aspect of the faculty where it is you can get more interaction about those characters. And I think get a little bit more depth out of who they are and how they respond to the high school environment. So mine uh I, I think you do a much better job of, of naturally on the fly coming up with how it would look in the movie but let me bounce this off of you because i mentioned that uh, if you put tammy in the faculty uh she would she would go against stokely in interesting ways i think tracy if you put her in the faculty she would go against the the southern bell who turns out to be the alien queen i think it would be interesting to watch the alien queen try to blend in versus Tracy Flick, who is also in her own way trying to be the queen and rule everything. I feel like she would she would know immediately that the Southern Belle is the alien. And see, I think but that's... I don't think she could get she could convince anyone else because no one would like Tracy. So I... what's that movie look like? Yeah, and I like the aspect of them competing to be Queen Bee. I would almost have said Tracy is the the kind of mirror of Jordana Brewster's character, where in the sense that Jordana 
Brewster is the popular version of Tracy. Like if Tracy wasn't the annoying overachieving, like all of Georgiana, Jordana Brewster's goals for overachieving have to do with popularity and being more popular than school. Whereas Tracy is the opposite. She's also an overachiever, but all of hers are based off of academics and wanting to prove herself. So I think you would almost, again, you're looking at, it is the kind of like, it's a weird, like bizarro reflection where like motivations are not motivations, but their actions are very much similar, but their motivations for those actions are, are very different. Um, so I, I think that, that that that's it'd be interesting to see Tracy in the faculty as well. Yeah, because I think there's an easy way to make that movie where Tracy is the alien queen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you, you could easily it would be a much more interesting. Really, I think if you did a, a mashup of election and the faculty, it would be a very interesting movie because there's so much overlap between the characters you could you could replace again the alien queen in the faculty. I think that actress is is one of the weaker parts of the movie. If you put Reese Witherspoon as Tracy Flick into that role, I don't know. You you could easily make some sort of uh, you know a Voltron uh, best of both movies mm-hmm. smashed together, and it, it would be extremely unique in my opinion. Well, and that's the interesting thing is the group from the faculty, one thing I feel like they are missing from that ensemble is there is no leader in that group. Like, and they constantly fight. Whereas if Tracy was not the alien and you took her as an aspect of she's just another student, the idea of her adding some structure that all of the other kids like reluctantly want to follow because she winds up being right in almost every instance. But at the same time, it's the way she approaches being right. That is off putting. Um, I think it'd be cool. Do you think that, you know, I, I know this only deals with the faculty, but do you think that would have been a better way to portray Elijah Wood instead of having him just be a complete weakling and gets rammed into the flagpole? At least he has some sort of ambitions to be a leader in the future. And maybe because I don't know about you in my high school, the class president was not a popular kid, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Well, I think it goes back to whenever you think about like when when you have a like a cast or a crew, um, a lot of times you'll see it like in military movies or anything. You always have like you know, the archetype. So you have like the strong guy who in the faculty was supposed to be the football player. You know, you have the smart one who's nerdy, but typically pretty weak, which was Elijah Wood's character. Um, you typically have the leader who I think they were trying to make Josh Hartnett the leader, like the reluctant yeah. leader. But I don't think that that necessarily played out. He wound up being even then, like, again, you you usually have these archetypes. And I feel like the faculty kind of scrambled them and tried to, like, make bastardizations or of of a couple different characteristics. And I don't know if that helps the movie or hurts the movie. But, like, you have your leader. You typically have, like, your your jack of all trades kind of character who, like, you know, they're they're good at kind of being the bridge between everybody. Um and then, uh, yeah, like I said, and then maybe like the, the social outcast is that that's there typically winds up being there. Like, even if I'm thinking like Ninja Turtles, like Raphael, like he's he's kind of the outcast. He butts heads with the leader, but um, winds up still being, you know, a valuable member of the team. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Well, I think my biggest problem with Josh Harden and the faculty is that they kind of made him a Mary Sue because he's supposed to be Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club, but he's also supposed to be the ladies' man. 
and he's also really smart because he does all the science. So really, they make they give Josh Hartnett everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it makes sense because they thought at the time, well, hey, this is the next young star. This is going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, and really, Josh Hartnett, all due respect, I like him. He's he's not that guy. But the faculty tries to make him that guy. Mm -hmm. So all, he gets way too many positive attributes. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't feel like a real person. Which, again, in the faculty is why when Elijah Wood does wind up defeating the monster, it kind of feels it feels like they just needed the underdog to win. And that, again, it winds up being the cop out at the end when he winds up being the stronger character because he defeated the alien. I'm like, I don't know if he actually deserved that, because at no point when he's interacting with the other students, does he wind up being like that assertive or like he's again, he's just he's the smart one, you know. Unless it comes to chemistry, at which point Josh Hartnett's the smart one. And then, seemingly he, he yeah. lucks into defeating the queen, but mm -hmm. we're supposed to, he then gets Jordana Brewster for his trouble. It's just, it does not feel earned. And, and I think we touched on that. Nothing about the faculty feels earned at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. And again, all of these movies, none of it feels earned. Very fun entertaining ride i just feel like all of them wind up falling short when it comes to actually concluding their their story and in i know we can transition into the last couple segments here but i also just want to point out how hilarious it is that uh at the end of election jim is leading a field trip and at the end of my octopus teacher what did you call out craig leading a fucking field leading trip. a field trip so it, it's just amazing how those two characters, Jim McCallister, Jim McCallister is kind of like the fictionalized version of Greg Foster. Yeah. Well, and the thing I thought was funny about the faculty in election, both of them, those actually take place in a school and both of those movies open up on a football field. And it made me think like how many other movies set in high school open up on a football field? Because even then I'm trying to think, well, how did Superbad open up? Does it? open up with them getting in the car or does it also open up with like them on the there's always the scene on the football field it's soccer greg it's soccer you know there's it always <laughs> every movie ends up at some point if you're set in a high school you're on uh, the breakfast club ends with him walking across a football field mm -hmm. And uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, of course, there's the iconic scene on the football field. And I don't know about you, Travis. You know, I went to school in, in the early 2000s. I don't remember ever really being on the football field unless it was like a Friday night and there was a football game. Like, I just, I never remember kids hanging out at the football field. Maybe I wasn't, maybe I was the Elijah Wood. I was the art kid who didn't do that. Or I, I had a job after work, so I didn't have time. But like, I just don't remember people, kids hanging out on the football field. I mean, you say that, but literally in the faculty, Elijah Wood is eating his lunch at the football field. Yeah. So, funny. All right, so let's jump into this. Let's let's rate these movies. Um, we're going to do two rating systems here. The first one's going to be which I want you to tell me what you think is the best movie to the worst movie of the three. And then after that, just so the audience understands, the next rating system is going to be which was your favorite movie. Because it's always one of those things where like, there's movies that are near and dear to our heart. You know, that's what guilty pleasures come from. Um, so I always love to hear what was your favorite movie? What's the one you would want to go back and watch the most? And then what is like, you know, subjectively, if we are looking at these as critics, as cinema mechanics, which do we think was actually the, the best movie? So I'm going to ask you, we'll go with the, what do you think was the best movies from a subjective standpoint of the three and then rank it down to the worst? Um, 
if we're looking at this from an academic cinematic standpoint, what is the best movie? Uh, to me, it's election. Okay. Um, I think it's, it's witty. It, it's, it's razor sharp. Um, the comedy, uh, sometimes it's low hanging fruit, you know, Paul reading the speech, like anybody's going to find that funny, but there's more subversive moments. Um, one thing I, I don't know if I touched on it in the, in the election podcast, but, uh, when Tracy's voiceover is talking about her relationship with, um, I, I, uh, Novotny, is that his name? Dave, his name? yeah. I think it's Novotny, Dave. yeah. Dave. Yeah, Dave Novotny. Jim's best friend. Yeah, she's talking about her relationship with him, and she's like, you know, it, yeah, I grew up without a father, and you may think that that's what led me to the relationship with Dave, but that's not it. It was just he's so strong, and he provides a sense of security. Just the fact that a character can be self-aware enough to know that, hey, it's not about daddy issues, but I'm going to go ahead and then describe daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of humor is, is present throughout election. So I think objectively it's the best movie. It, it's got the most to offer, uh, the most social commentary, well, et cetera. And so as you're that's saying, my number one pick. Yeah. And just go to, ahead. just to say that as you're talking about, you know, Tracy, her talking about it wasn't daddy issues. It's because he's strong. It's almost goes back to Tammy's comment about like, she's not in love. Like she's in love with the person, not the gender. And yes. that's almost, it's Tracy's defining the same thing. It has nothing to do with, he's an older man or anything like that. She's the, what attracted her to him was those qualities. And, you know, to the point where like, you never could Tracy have wound up with Tammy you know, at, at a certain point, if, if, if she found strength and, and comfort in that. So, uh, very interesting. Oh yeah. And I think both characters, they're, they're aware enough and well-read enough to be able to talk about things. I think it's in today's, you know, social media influencer, you know, culture, it's easy to seem like you're an expert on something mm -hmm. uh, because both of those characters are able to diagnose and call something out. But then they are the things that they claim to not be like they're mm -hmm. literally saying what they are, but are at the highest level of denial. Right. But that That's what's interesting to me. Mm. All right. So elections number one, what do you have coming in at number two as subjectively the best of the three movies? You know what? I, I would like to put my octopus teacher too, but I still objectively, what is a better movie? I still will take the faculty. Um, is, is the faculty going to stir the level of emotion that my octopus teacher might? N not at all, but I think it's a much more enjoyable film. I think it's a more, it provides more variety. Uh, you'll laugh. There's suspense. Uh, there's great acting. Um, I don't. I don't think my octopus teacher really offers any of that. So, uh, I would firmly put the faculty at number two, uh, and then my octopus teacher. Obviously, that leaves it for last. Which is not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I, I think it's a good movie. It's it's a fun watch. Um, clearly, we talked about it. There's a lot of subtext that you can find if you're cynical. Uh, but it, it would be the one that that I would firmly put in last. Okay. Uh, what about you? So I think I'm going to go a similar but slightly different route. Um, I will put, I think Election is the best of the movies. I think uh, thematically, I think it follows through 
with a lot more of what it's talking about, um, especially with the ethics versus moral dilemma. Um, my biggest complaint with Election was, was, again, the end, which all of these movies, to me, had the same issue with. Um, and then knowing what the original ending based off of the book was, I, I'm still going to go with, I think Election has the most payoff. I think the interactions between the characters, although there is those moments where I'm like, where is this going, especially with Tammy? And then you, you've got her uh revelation what what her objective actually is all of it makes sense the character's motivations i think make sense to me throughout the entire movie i understand where they're coming from where they're going especially once you get there it's like okay i might not have been you know as we're going from point a to point b i might not have understood the path but when we got to point b i you know i can look back and see oh these were the the, the breadcrumbs that got us here you know so i definitely think election was was my top of of the three I'm going to go with My Octopus Teacher as as the next best movie. I think that it does a good job of framing up emotion. I think it benefits from focusing on one person and their their interaction, which, again, is ironic saying with how much I've talked about, I want to know what else happened in this man's life. But that goes, again, to the extracurriculars outside of him. I know very much what happened to him in the frame of him and his relationship with the octopus, what he was going through. I, you know, with the midlife crisis, there are moments where I think he's kind of full of shit um, when he's talking about like watching the octopus be attacked and not, you know, prevailing because I think he's a naturalist or something like that. And it's like, you're a naturalist, but yet you're already in an unnatural environment. You've created a relationship with an octopus. So they now know fear humans, even though let's face it, the bunch, you know, the majority of us are pieces of shit. So it's just, it's very interesting to me. I just, I think from beginning to end, it's a much more engaging experience. And it's just like, holy crap, like you're watching the movie, regardless if you're cynical or not, just like, I, you know, it's it's very fresh to me. And maybe that's a, not the right reason to, to rate it up. But I do think all in all, it was it was a good narrative, again, up until the end, where they just kind of shoehorned something in where it's like, oh, and that made me more receptive to having a relationship with my child. So, and then to your point, I liked the faculty a lot too. I just think the faculty was a lot of hodgepodge and homage of just kind of assembling random pieces to a whole, which wound up, you know, being glued together and being entertaining and fun. But at the end of the day, uh, the the ending again, I don't think was earned in a lot of the characters. I think there's some missteps and just some like some goofiness in the movie. So I, I would say for me, it's election rot or sorry, not, uh, election my octopus teacher and then the faculty being my subjectively what i think were the the best three that's fair that's fair um now transition would you reorder that in or, uh, any way if you were just talking about your favorite of the three yeah and i guess i'm saying the words wrong i mean objectively not subjectively is what we're going to do now objectively was the previous rating like if we're looking at it through the lens of a critic now um if we're looking at it subjectively what i enjoyed the most um i'm probably going to go this one's actually tough because i'm gonna say election and the faculty are pretty close to me in terms of what i enjoyed i think the level of humor um, I would say I'd probably take election over the faculty, but then it's going to be faculty in a close second. And then my octopus teachers as a third, like my octopus teacher is just a very interesting experience. I don't think I will go back and ever watch that, but I could very easily see myself getting sucked into the faculty or election. If it, if you know, if it were on or something like that. 
Yeah, I think the reason my octopus teacher suffers for me is it's just it's a it's a one time experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that first watch through, your your jaw will be on the floor, both in the beauty of nature and uh, this man's decision making, and um, at sometimes lack of self awareness. But so yeah, for me, it's it's firmly in third, and it's neck and neck. Uh, much like you between the faculty and election. Here's objectively, I know I put election first, and subjectively, I think I would put election first. The problem I have with it is, I don't, I don't know if you ever run into, if you see a particular artist's work enough, they kind of tell on themselves a bit. Um, what I did not realize until this most recent viewing of election, do you know who wrote the book? Uh, that election is based on. Um, uh, it's an author by the name of, uh, I think it's Tom Perota. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Are you familiar with anything else he's written? I am not. So he wrote The Leftovers, which HBO made into a three-season show. I don't know if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that show. Familiar, so, haven't watched Tom, it, but familiar, yeah. Great show. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody. But uh, Tom Perota, Tom Perotto, however you pronounce it, he wrote the book, which only the first season of the show is based upon his book. And in that book, um, our, our main character, Kevin Garvey, uh, I, I won't get too detailed, but he's the he's the police chief of a small town. Uh, and he kind of, depending on your interpretation, has an affair with his daughter's, his high school age daughter's friend, who is also a high schooler. Ooh. Um, yeah, and he I'm might like, be wrestling Ooh. with some. <laughs> with yeah. Some, yeah, okay. I kind of get a vibe on Tom Perotta, and then uh, the director, I believe it's Alexander Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, there's if you, if you Google him, he's had some. Uh, I don't know if he's officially canceled, but uh, he's canceled adjacent at the very least in terms of how he's treated women. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, the meta of election kind of makes it feel a little bit icky, especially when we talked about how Jim kind of really doesn't face any consequences for what he did. And the same with his colleague, like both of them, or at least the colleague should be in prison. Uh, and Jim kind of gets off easy by, Oh, I'm going to move to New York and do something I'm even more passionate about. And I get to be an educator again. So that's why I'll put the faculty above it. Uh, the election's a better movie, but I just feel a little bit gross watching it. Right. Well, deny that, but with election, it, it's, you know, with how they rewrote the ending of the movie, it's very clear that somehow it's still Tracy's fault. When, in watching the movie, that was one of my, my big commentaries in, in the election review, was like, at the end of the day, I don't understand why Tracy's the bad person in this movie. Like, she's not vindictive, like, she's or manipulative, like, she's supposed to be defined as. I'm like, She's just trying to be successful. She's irritating. I will give you that 100%. Like, I know people like that in real life and have, like, been around those people where I'm just like, I need you. Like, I can only take you in small dosages because your energy is really not vibing with my energy. And, like, but at no point do I ever, you know, begrudge them or think that they're a shitty person because of that. It's just one of those things where, like, Tracy is depicted as kind of being, I guess she is the antagonist of this movie, but in reality, she should probably be the protagonist. Like, she's the person who you actually want to see succeed, because 
Matthew Broderick's character, Jim, is just a giant piece of shit through the movie. Like, again, there's a scene where he literally just, he's waiting outside his best friend's ex-wife's house because he has had an affair with her and he wants to talk to her because he's accusing her of ruining his life because she told his wife about the affair. He's waiting outside her house and while he has to go pee, so he just gets out of his car and goes and pees <laughs> on the tree in the front yard of the house. And I'm like, this is not a respectable human being. And again, like the victim mentality of like everybody did something to him. And I'm like, no, you did everything yourself. Like you put yourself in all of these positions and everything was a decision you made. But again, at the end of the movie, he gets off scot-free. There's no issues. Like the story doesn't follow him to New York. He is able to find something he is just as, if not more passionate about. And at the, the the movie closes with him throwing a drink at the vehicle that Tracy's driving off in. Like he still like has a, an axe to grind with her because he blames her for the situations he's in now. So it's just it, very bizarre to me. Yeah, I think really election makes you work hard to see Jim's fate as punishment. Like, if you're looking at it objectively, yes, Tracy is much more successful than him, uh, and he's clearly still bitter enough to throw a drink at a, a vehicle, especially a vehicle that might have Secret Service in it. But I, I just don't feel like Jim suffers enough. Mm. Uh, it's funny when you know he's got the bee sting and his eyes swollen shut, and he's pathetic enough to take a piss on a, a tree in the middle of a yard. But that's that should be the tone that the movie ends on. Mm -hmm. If it ended that way, where I truly comedically can watch Jim suffer, I would put election number one. But because of that, I faculty's just a bit more rewatchable. Yeah, for me. And, and even again, if it comes back and I, you know, we talk about wanting to see him suffer, it's like even if it just came back and it seemed like he learned something from the experience, but the fact that he still has issues with Tracy's is interesting to me. And again, it, all three of these movies kind of echo that where it winds up being like the characters don't seem to learn from their experience with a you know as as they're being taught you know but so yeah i mean stokely's lesson in the faculty is i'm, I'm gonna wear a purple sweater from now on <laughs> just a little, a little more a color touch of color yeah. touch of yeah. color touch of color all right so well let's let's enter into our third or not third i don't know mind up again i need a teacher um I, uh, our last segment here. So I, I want a question. I'm going to ask you. So the, the segment is I'm, I'm going to ask you to rate these three movies or guess wh where they land on the totem pole, judging by their rating. Now we can do it last, last wrap up. We used IMDB and we continue to use IMDB, IMDB if you want, but IMDB, I think has a lot more user responses. Whereas if we transition to rotten tomatoes, I feel like that's, you can look at the critic rating or we can look at both. What do you want to use going forward as our, our source for what the the public or critic rating is? Do you want to use IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? I think Rotten Tomatoes makes more sense. I, I agree. All right. So let me pull it up here. But, but in this case, I will say as you pull it up, I think the three ratings would be the same across both in this particular case. All right. There is one that has a little bit more of a discrepancy between the critics and the audience score. Um but I'm going to go ahead. My my octopus teacher. Uh, let's see if it would actually it would not change it, though. You're right. It's it'll it'll be the same regardless. But there is a little bit of a difference between how the audience and how the the critics 
rated this. So give it to me, Travis. My octopus teacher, the faculty, and election. Where do you think they land? Oh, I can give you the one, two, three. Easy. Okay. Number one is going to be my octopus teacher. All righty. Number two is going to be election. Mm-hmm. And, and number three will be the faculty. All right. Good deal. So you nailed it. The funny thing is all of them are pretty close in terms of what the critics and the audiences respond to it, with the exception of election. So my octopus teacher, the critic review was a 97. The audience score was a 92. And correct me if I'm wrong, Rotten Tomatoes is basically a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You either liked it or you didn't like it, right? Exactly. Okay, yep. so pr pretty easy. There's no in-betweens that has to average or anything like that. It is either you recommend watching this movie or you are against it. The election came in. The critic is a 92%. And the audience score was a 79. So the critics obviously appreciated election a little bit more than the audience. Um, and then coming in uh, last uh, was the faculty. The faculty has a critic rating of 54 and an audience rating of 55. So it is 50% of people who watch this movie enjoy it and 50% of them can't stand it. <laughs> I mean, that tracks. Yep. I... Uh... What do you think of the discrepancy in the election uh, polls between audience and critic? I think it do is. Think, do you think that people didn't like it for the same reasons that we didn't as far as the character of Jim does not get punished? Or do you think it was just too highbrow? I think A was a little too highbrow. And I think this falls into the category of if you had a perception, you didn't know what you were coming into with this movie. Like it is very different than what you were expecting. Uh, much like the breakup from the last wrap up. I think it's, if you see, if you see Matthew Broderick and you see Reese Witherspoon, that those, that casting is not the tone of the movie you are expecting to see going into this movie. And I don't know anything about the marketing of the movie. I don't know what the trailer looked like or anything like that, but it is and even the poster for election to me is misleading because it almost again looks very kind of seductive it's essentially it's a zoom up picture of reese witherspoon's face where you can only it's cropped where you can only see her eye her nose and her open mouth with a smile and then inside her mouth is matthew broderick basically kind of like concerned look peering through her mouth um so it is I just think it is probably one of those if you come into the movie and you don't if you have an expectation well, and it's, uh, it's MTV films as yeah. well. I think if you come into this movie with an expectation, you you will leave it like, you know, unsatisfied. Because, again, when I see Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon, that is not the tone I was expecting with the movie election. I was expecting something yeah. far more innocent than than what we got. Well, I, I don't know if innocence the right word. I, I think more of a straightforward high school comedy with, with mm -hmm. a lot less social commentary, I think, is what, what the marketing, at least poster-wise, and it's an MTV film, it's Ferris Bueller, it's it's young Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I think you would think you would expect a lighter touch. Mm -hmm. So I guess, to me, it's, with that cast, I almost feel something more like Clueless. Uh, in terms of tone, like just a little bit more bubbly, I guess, is is the word I'm looking for. And it's not quite as sharp as as election truly is. Yeah, I, I think 
cynical. I, yeah. I think election is a lot more cynical than we would have expected. I think, like you said, we're expecting clueless, uh, maybe like varsity blues, like you're just typical high, mm. and hardly wait, those kind of high school. Movies. Yeah. And, and not to echo again of the, the lack of, of understanding or what's going on. Like even the tagline for election is reading, writing revenge. This was not a revenge movie. Like revenge never to me pulls into this. It's a sabotage movie if you want to do that but like there's no revenge because even if it's matthew broderick's character jim trying to get revenge on tracy for basically getting his best friend fired at the end of the day like it's still his motive to me his motivation for tracy not becoming president was the fact that he was not comfortable with himself to not also go down that path and get fired for you know having a relationship with tracy or trying to have one with her Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, and, and again, uh, we've talked about it, but even if you were going to frame it as Tracy getting revenge or Jim getting revenge on Tracy for, quote unquote, getting her best friend fired, again, to portray Tracy in that manner is irresponsible and, and silly because, you know, one one person was an adult, one person was a child. Yeah. So. And sadly, the adult was probably Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean uh if, if you got any other you know closing remarks i think that'll kind of conclude us out here on the the wrap-up show but i mean like i said i think all three movies are worth seeing um i can't necessarily argue with where they rated on on the on rotten tomatoes in terms of the the ranking i do think that people are a little harsh on the faculty i think it's one of those of people if you realize that it's homage and that it's kind of like playing off of a lot of those tropes and stuff like that i think the faculty is more enjoyable than if you go into it thinking that it is like a very serious hard-hitting movie or something like that like it's i think it's supposed to be a little campy and like it's it's clearly like referencing its source material multiple times throughout the movie so i, I think people just kind of put it through a harsher lens for whatever reason yeah, and I think ultimately the faculty suffers from the fact that it, it got compared to Scream, and, and rightfully so, uh, same writer, just a couple years later. Is it as good as Scream? Not at all, but if you like Scream, I, I think the faculty's just a, a step below that. And I, I, my closing comment on, on this trilogy, uh, I can't believe it. Like it, it feels like we kind of picked these movies a little bit at random, Know, my octopus teacher election the faculty i was surprised at um how well they tied together uh you know a couple of common threads throughout so i i hope we can get as lucky you know with trilogies going forward yeah absolutely all right well as always thank you for joining us we appreciate it and uh, we look forward to seeing you with the next trilogy bye yep He's going to give me the clap, Travis. All right, I'm going to give you the clap. Mm -hmm. Give me that clap. Three, two. That was a good clap. <laughs>